As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aaval-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good afternoon, everybody, or good morning, depending on where you are. My name is Ron Miller. Welcome to this week's ACB Community Webinar. I'm glad to be here and your impromptu host and semi-moderator for this particular session. Uh, riding along with me is Penny, whose last name I don't have in front of me. Help me out, Penny. What is your last name? Valdivinos, but I'm known as Penny V. Penny, or Penny v the is? Fifth. <laughs> ah, got it. Better than Henry the Eighth, that's for sure. <laughs> and also Elizabeth Whitaker, who is the super talented trainer from our Vispero Training Department, and uh, one of the two Gasmans. They sound the same to me. So I think my wallet says I'm Larry, but I'll have to look. <laughs> We have Larry and his wallet riding along as well. And today, we're going to revisit a topic we talked about a while ago. We're going to talk about editing um, using your Braille display. And also, we'll talk about a little bit about Braille study mode. So that's where we are. Um, and uh, uh, my other co-ride-alongers here can certainly jump in and... Uh, and comment and assist, and we will entertain some question and answer time at the end of this webinar. And Penny, can you tell them how they can do the question and answer time when we get there? Yes, I can. They uh, for on the computer, it's all day, and on the Mac, it's option A. And uh, on the screen itself it's in the middle it's a raise hand function and about the middle of your screen you can raise hand and on the phone it's star nine fantastic to raise so, your hand, mm-hmm. to raise your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you could raise the phone up in the air but it really doesn't do a lot of good so well it's good the blood rushes down your arm to your shoulder and all that sort of stuff very very healthy so the other thing i need to ask from all of you who are zoom experts how do i turn off the uh, announcements in Zoom. Is it Alt, uh, Control, Control, Shift, S or something? It to... is uh, Alt, Windows. Alt Windows S. Yes. Yay. See, I always have to think about it. I should just say it. I know. I did it. I knew it wasn't Control. Yeah. So it's Alt Windows S. Yeah. I always have to think about it too. Yeah, I know. And there's All about right. three different toggles. It's not just two. I believe it's three. So it depends on what you want. Which I just wanted to announce as we're doing, okay. uh, as I'm sharing my audio, announcing people coming, going, nodding their head, getting snacks, all the things that Zoom will let you know. We're going to talk about Braille and editing. I've got my focus Braille display currently connected. I'm going to share my screen and my audio. And uh, we'll, use, we'll, meet, we'll use the new JAWS command, insert space, space, followed by V, volume. We're going to start off with the question, what if I've made a mistake? I'm brailing along. I'm using my focus braille display. I've got a notepad document open simply because that's what I've got open right now. We could be doing this in Microsoft Word. 
we can be doing it in that other note. Oh, that I can't remember the name of the other note application that a lot of folks use. Uh, a lot of um, coders and stuff use it. But anyways, um, if you guys remember, throw it out there. It's the one that Notepad just, Plus Plus. Yes, Notepad Plus Plus. Yeah. Um, so there's that one. This works in everywhere. Anywhere you've got an edit field, you can work in. So what I have here, because I'm such a clever guy, is just the numbers one through ten. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, zero. Which comes out as one zero. But let us pretend I want to change that ten, uh, I don't know, to a twenty. Okay. So this is pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy to do. I can tap a cursor router key, and that's the line of buttons along the top of the Braille cells or the Braille line that feel like a feel like railroad tracks to me, or at least like the sleepers on railroad tracks, which are the wooden ties. So I'll tap a cursor router, and it moves my blinking cursor under the number one. So I can J. I can press the um, letter D with left shift. And you heard Jaws say J because it's not reading this stuff in context. I made the one disappear. And so the cursor immediately moved under the zero, which is also a J. If I press left arrow. Zero. There it is. Now I'll press left arrow again. Nine. The nine. Press right arrow. Zero. So my cursor is on the zero. And something to remember. And for all of you who've done this forever, you know this. But I'm going to tell you anyways because there might be some folks who don't know this. When you enter text. The text is inserted immediately to the left of your cursor. Okay, so my I moved the cursor so that on, in the braille on the braille display the blinking cursor is under the zero, and if I make Jaws speak the actual character where focus is zero, it says zero. So I know that if I enter anything, it will appear just to the left of the zero. Okay, it always does it, uh, and so I'm going to add the number two, and then I'll backspace. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two, zero, zero. See, there we go. And then it said zero at the end because that's where my cursor is sitting. So it's very simple. If you've made a Braille-O and you want to fix it, you can just pop the cursor over there. And you've actually got a couple of different delete commands on the Braille display you can execute. You can use left shift with the letter D, or you can press one, two, three, four, five, six dots. That is one, two, three, four, five, six. So the F-O-R sign, if you are into contracted Braille like me, uh, along with the space bar. Any command, and you'll hear this term, you'll read it in our documentation. I'm going to use it throughout our webinar time together. Any command which includes the space bar is called a chord command. And that was adopted long, long ago in the misty days of Blazy Engineering. Um, so late 80s, early 1990s, and it's sort of remained throughout our development, our evolution as a company. A chord command is any command which includes the space bar as part of the, the, the Braille keys that are pressed. And their original thinking was it's like a piano, right? You add the space bar, you do these other keys. It's a chord like a piano chord, okay? Um, like a, you know, an F sharp something. I don't play piano. <laughs> um, I like the way they sound. And my wife does, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, anything with uh, with a space bar is a chord command. So dots, one, two, three, four, five, six, chord, or F-O-R sign chord, and you press them all at the same time. I'm going to do that now just because. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two, space. You notice my zero has disappeared. It's no longer with us. Okay. So that command deleted the poor zero. If I press right arrow. Blank. And right arrow is dot six chord on your Braille display. 
that said blank because I am at the end of the line. So if I've made a Braillo, I can move the cursor router to that spot and I can press either left shift with D or I can press the FOR sign cord. Okay, everybody with me? Very, very good. So let us say now, I'm going to go down to the next line and I'm going to write a sentence. There were many people standing around period in another line a carriage return this is my go-to sentence for contracted braille because i can never think of things on the fly like this an up arrow there were many people standing around i use this sentence a lot of times in my examples because there is not a single word in this sentence which is not a contracted word this whole sentence is comprised with the exception of the word with the word around um, it's either one or two cell word signs, and then around is just AR and the OUND sign. So it gives us some neat kind of braille fodder to work with. There were many people standing around. What if I want to change the there, T-H-E-R-E, to the word here, which is bad syntax, I know, but humor me. So you're going to want to select the word. Now, in my case, the word there is at the beginning of the sentence. So the first thing I want to do is press the home key. I could press the cursor router to pop the cursor over there, but let's do it this way. Humor me, because we're going to use this later. I want to press the home command, which in Braille is dots one three chord, K chord. Home. Okay. And if I want to read the current word, I press dots two five chord. Remember, chord is dots with space. There. So there is there. If you want to, if you want to select a word, you will press dots three five chord sorry um dot seven five chord i'm not thinking so dot seven five chord is the same as pressing shift right arrow on your keyboard on your qwerty keyboard there selected and there is selected i can do a couple of things i can begin entering my new word i'll do that here and it said here now Something to remember, which isn't in my notes, Liz. I didn't think about this. Um, I'm watching it happen as we do it. When you select a word with with uh, shift right arrow, or again dots uh, uh, dots five seven chord, the word is selected and the trailing space is selected. So when I selected the word there with shift right arrow, it selected capital T H E R E space. So when I typed the word here, uh, it it inserted the word here, but it was snugged right up against the word were. Remember, there were many people standing around, which is now here were many people standing around. So I have to remember to add a space so that I've got a space between those two words. It's just something to keep in mind as you're selecting text, okay? Uh, left to its own devices, uh, Windows likes to insist on selecting the trailing space if you're selecting words or even lines and sentences. So I added the space as well. So my sentence now. Here were many people standing around. So you noticed I could do that. What if I want to change that back to there? Because I have to do something in this exercise. Let's press the home key again. Remember, that's K chord. Home. And we're on. I'm not going to read the, the word again. Just trust me, we're there. And again, the command is right arrow with shift. Shift right arrow. So that's five, seven chord. Here, selected. And this time, I want to delete it. Okay. Now, it's the same as deleting a letter. I could do 
left shift with D, or I could do the FOR sine chord. That's one, two, three, four, five, six chord. I want to make you aware of a bit of a, of a hiccup that exists right now with JAWS and the, uh, the Braille cursor. Sometimes when you try to delete a string, um, usually not a letter, but if you're doing a word, and even more so the bigger the string, so a sentence, a line, a block of text, sometimes pressing delete will not delete the entire block of text. It's, it's, it happens more with large blocks of text, and something happens with the JAWS and the Braille cursor specifically. Um, and JAWS doesn't delete the text cleanly. Uh, it makes kind of a train wreck out of it. And I want you to know that because you'll get inconsistent results. The best way at the current time, okay, fall of 2021, the best way to delete a block of text, and we'll start with this word, is to press, once you've made the selection, is to press backspace. That gets you a nice clean delete. Um, there are no weird inconsistencies. That bug will be fixed in the future. We've got great development folks, and they're working on these things. Um, so in future, give it a try. See if the left shift D or the FOR sign chord will work for you. But for the moment, I'm going to press backspace. Space. Okay. And now, if I read the current line. Or many people standing around. Many people standing around is what I've got. Okay. And I'm going to write the word there. 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 And then I had to use a space because uh, when we did our deletion, Word or Notepad Windows ate that space. Okay, it just that is the way it selects stuff. Selection works just like it would on the desktop, or well, I should say like it would on the QWERTY keyboard. So if you're using the Braille keyboard, you've gotten used to the commands. So uh, next character is dot six chord, which is the same as right arrow, which we mentioned a minute ago. And left arrow is dot three chord, remember? And next word is dot five chord, previous word, dot two chord. Next line, dot one chord, which would be the same as pressing the down arrow on your QWERTY keyboard. And previous line is dot one chord. <clears throat> Notice the symmetry. Lines are dots one or four, words, dots two or five, characters, dot three or six, <clears throat> Pardon me. So there's a symmetry there, almost a kind of a, a tree structure down the sides of your Braille keyboard. If you add dot seven, which is the shift key, it will it will make that a shift command. So dot four seven chord will select the next line. Dot one seven chord will select the previous line. We'll do that with characters. Let's press the home key which I'm not going to tell you a third time because I'm sure everybody remembers. Home. We're going to select this. We're going to select character by character. So to do that, again, dot six, seven chord. T, selected. H, selected. E, selected. R, selected. E, selected. Space, selected. Done from the Braille keyboard. If I want to unselect something, I would just press shift left arrow or dots three, seven chord. Space, unselected. Okay, so we've unselected the space. The word there is still selected. If I want to select by word, we've done that by line. Also done. Um, I could show you how to select by line just so you see it. Home. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make a block of text for us to play with. And. Let's add a couple of lines here. What we're going to do is just borrow from JAWS itself. I'm going to press insert H, which is, by the way, 
Insert is dot two on your Braille display. So dot two eight chord followed by the letter H. Here are some Jaws hotkeys for gen- general. Talking by pressing either one of the shift keys. It's like tapping the control key on your QWERTY keyboard. Let's press control A to select all. I can press left shift A. Selected. Here are some Jaws. Thank you very much. And then left shift C. Copied selection to clipboard. Notice the similarities. We'll press escape, which is Z chord. Oops. Undo. Didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Fat fingers. Escape. There, we, there were many people standing. There we go. So let's go to the bottom. Bottom, bottom of file. Of file Bl- by the way, is dots four, five, six chord. Top of file. Can you guess? L chord. Absolutely. Those of you who are yelling at your computers right now, you're absolutely right. It is L chord. So let's go to the top of the file and the exact mirror image on the other side of that kind of tree, the other side of your Braille display, is 456 chord, which takes you to the bottom of files. And you'll find that similar across a lot of screen readers and a lot of devices. Okay, again, that's been around since the late 80s, and everybody has sort of adopted those basic navigation commands, whether it's us or competition. Everybody seems to have done it. So at the bottom of the file, we're going to paste that, that text with left shift V. Pasted from clipboard. Oh, there it is. So. Blank. One, 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 two, three, four, five. There were many people. Blank. Here are some jaws. So let's select the next few lines of text. And we're going to do that with, it would be down arrow plus shift. So it will be, I wish, I wish it was like a, a, a class of people. We're all standing. I'm standing in front of you guys because it's fun because um, usually I'll, I'll ask the class. What is it? What is it? That would be chaos here on Zoom. But uh, usually somebody will hold their hands up or multiple people. Or if I have um, TVIs, because teachers understand about orderly behavior in a classroom, the TVIs often will shout their answers out (laughs) and uh, don't always raise their hands. They're also guilty of talking in class a lot while doing presentations. So right arrow or down arrow, sorry, down arrow uh, plus shift would be dot four seven chord. Here we go. Oh, lost. Blank. Okay. H. What's your problem? Hotel. Yeah, let's do this again. Ooh. Always happens in demos. Here is a blank. Here is, here is oh, some. You jo- know what happened is it only gave me that one line. So let's deviate a little bit. Let's select the current line because I only have one line. I, I did a select all, and uh, I think when I did my undo, of course, it unselected everything. So my fault. We'll get it back in a second. So let's select the current line, and you would do that by pressing the end key with shift, shift end. Now remember the home key, remember this, is K chord. If you go with that symmetrical command structure we use, you will know that the end key is dots four, six chord. It's the opposite of the K. So we would do um, end plus the shift key would be dots four, six, seven. Remember seven's our shift key, four, six, seven chord. Selected. Here are some Jaws hotkeys for general use colon. Now, I'm going to go ahead and use backspace in this instance. Normally, you can use left shift D or the FOR sign chord to delete this. Colon. And it's gone. Blank. So let me go ahead and press insert H. Here are some Jaws hot hot. I'm going to select all. Selected. Here are some Jaws. I'm not going to. Unselected. Here is unselected. 1001. Selected. 1,046 characters up to. Better. There's my control A. Now let's copy. 
copied selection to clipboard. And now I'll press the accord and get us out of here, which is escape. Escape. Blank. And once again, we're going to paste all of this in. Pasted from clipboard. Okay. There it is this time. Blank. Open a JAWS utility insert F2. Okay. So we're going to select lines, as I said earlier. And I'm at the bottom of this block of text. Let's go to the top of the file with L cord. Top of file. One, two, three, four. I'm going to move down line by line. And I could use a dot four chord, which is the same as down arrow. I'm going to use the left rocker bar on the front of the Braille display because that just takes my thumb. There were many people. Here are some JAWS hotkeys for general use. Now we'll do dots four, seven chord and select some lines. Ready? Selected. Here are some JAWS. Selected. Description hotkey. Selected. Screen sensitive help insert. Selected. Windows tips on navigation insert plus W. All right. And I'll press backspace. Blank. And make them go away. My arrow up. Blank. Arrow down. Read window title insert T. And there's the, the rest of that block of text. So if I want to select line by line, I can press dot four chord and dot seven. Or if I want to press if I want to select line by line going up, it would be dot one seven chord. Dot one chord, which is my up arrow, and add dot seven. And it would select up. And then I can use my delete command. Liz, how are we doing? Doing good. You didn't fall asleep on yeah, it. No. no. I just had to unmute. <laughs> so what do we got next? Just to keep me honest here and help my forgettery, which is better than well, my memory. Let's see. Yeah, talking about place markers, right? Yes. Okay. Big blocks yeah. of text. I wanted to be sure I hadn't missed anything. Yeah. Okay. This is cool. You may remember from the past that we had some uh, some ways of selecting a block of text, and you could you could press a uh, the a selector button with a cursor router button to start your your to delineate the end of the block of text, the start of the block of text. Then you would move your cursor. You'd press the it was the left selector button again with cursor router over where you wanted to end your text, it would select a block of text. And as Braille was refactored and redone, that became a little more problematic. I think it still works. I haven't messed with it in a while because for a while it was kind of flaky. And then there were some bugs that were put in and it was fixed. But I will tell you the way that I select text a lot. And this works in Word. This works in Notepad. Lay you dollars to donuts that it works in Notepad++ and other places like that with, with names that are equally cool. And what you're going to do is use the JAWS place marker. Now, some of you know place marker from web pages where you can set up a bunch of place markers within web pages and then press the letter K to move to various place markers. Or you can press Control Shift K and have a list of place markers show up and you can select them and move to them. That's really handy in the web. But you can also use what is called the temporary place marker. At least that's what it's called on the internet. And you can drop that anywhere in a document, anywhere in an edit field, okay, Um, in places like Word, in places like Notepad, in places like HJPad, if you're using HJPad, and other in places where there are text editors that I can't think of right this minute. So it is is kind of like, uh, kind of like dropping a big X in the sand where X marks the spot, okay? And you can use that to mark one end of your block of text. Now, I'm going to keep it really simple for a moment. We're going to go back to the top of the file, and you're going to hear it try to read that number string again. I'm going to stop it by muting or by uh, tapping the left shift button or the right shift button. 
top of file. One, two. Okay, that's enough of that. So on my display, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two, because I took away the zero. Remember that from the beginning? I'm going to put my cursor at the number two, and I'm going to do that by tapping a cursor router button, the one that's above two. Okay. And I'm going to set a place marker there or the place marker there because we only get one to use when we're in an editor like this. To put the place marker down, I'm going to press dots three, four, eight chord, okay, which is control windows, three, four, eight chord, followed by the letter K, like kilo. Location saved. Or like marker is where that K comes from. Okay, so I've, I've saved my location at two. I've dropped my I am here. X marks the spot. And I'm going to tap the cursor above the number eight. Okay, so my cursor is now on number eight. Place marker set at two. Cursor's on number eight. I want to delete all of the digits between two and eight. Now I could, because this is such a small little expanse, I could do the left arrow uh, shift left arrow, shift left arrow, shift left arrow. But I wanted to do this because it's really illustrative. We could do this with paragraphs and paragraphs of text. So humor me. We're going to select between the cursor and the place marker. Okay. We're going to press dot two eight chord, followed by the letter space. By the <laughs> We're going to press dots two eight chord, followed by the space. Space. You hear that little sound that indicates this is a, uh, a layered keystroke. This is the same as pressing insert space on your QWERTY keyboard. That two-eight chord space. Okay, so insert space. Followed by the letter M. Selected. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we have selected numbers two through seven. Remember our place marker sitting on the two. All the way to seven. Remember that on in a document like this, if you're inserting text, and in this instance, if you're deleting text, the action happens to the left of the cursor. And that's because right now, the place marker is to the left of our cursor. So um, the cursor stands alone, and the numbers 2 through 7 are waiting for me to do something to them. I could insert text. In this case, I'm going to press backspace. One. And I'm going to delete the text. Let's see what we've got now. 1,892. 1,892. A very good year. So we deleted all of the other digits. I'm going to press uh, Z, uh, Control Z, to undo that. That's the undo command in Windows. Undo. So I can have my numbers back without having to write them again. And now they're all selected again. So I can select between the mark that I set on two and the space. So let's do this in a bigger context. I'm going to arrow down. There were many blank. Read window title insert T. Okay. So read windows title is the top of what's left of those blocks of. Um, JAWS hotkeys that I had, had pasted in. Let me arrow down one time with the left rocker bar. Search for JAWS commands, insert space, J. Search for JAWS commands. So let's put a mark here. Remember, remember, it is 348 chord, which is the same as control windows key, followed by the letter K. Location saved. Let's go down a few lines. Locker turns learn active minimum access toggle restrict read car copy refresh open jo, open Atlantic press ESC to close this message. Okay, all the way down to press ESC escape to close this message. I'll arrow up one time. No, I'll leave it right there. We're going to strip out everything up until this sentence. Now, do you remember how to select between mark and cursor or cursor and mark? Insert space M. So we're going to press dots two eight chord followed by the space key. 
space. And then M. Selected. Search for JAWS commands. Insert plus gonna, space comma J period. It's going to try and read all of it. I'm not going to let it. And I'll press backspace. Remember, you should be able to uh, do left shift D or the dots one, two, three, four, five, six chord once that's uh, where they've tweaked the, the braille cursor. And again, I could do it. I just get inconsistent results. So backspace. Blank. So I'll press up arrow. Read window title. Insert T. Up arrow again. Blank. Uh-huh, that's my top line, remember. Read window title. Insert T. I arrow down with the left rocker bar. And just for just to change things up, I will arrow down again, pressing the dot four chord, which is the same as the down arrow command. Press ESC to close this message. Okay. So we have erased everything in between. Okay. So remember, you can select a whole block of text, and it can be big. Drop a place marker at one end by pressing insert space. I'm sorry, by pressing control windows K, which is dots three, four, eight chord followed by the letter K. And then move your cursor wherever you want it to be. Okay. And this could be, I've deleted pages like this. And uh, once you've got your cursor parked there, uh, remember insert space M, which is dots two, eight chord followed by space followed by M. So it sounds like this space M and it's not going to select anything because (laughs) I'm sitting where my, uh, where the mark was. So you do two eight chord, <clears throat> sorry, two eight chord space followed by M. It selects to mark, and then you delete it. Okay, in this in this lesson in this webinar, I deleted it by pressing backspace just to be certain of my results. And it takes everything away. Now, just to to let you think about what we're doing here, let's say you're reading along and you see a block of text. You're on the internet. You're in a document. You're somewhere, and you're saying, "Man, I want to copy that." and paste it somewhere else. Maybe you see something really cool and you want to save that. You're reading, I don't know, you're reading the news online or, or your favorite magazine. Uh, for me, it would probably be, um, uh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything right this minute. Doesn't matter. The Spectrum Monitor. I'm reading the Spectrum Monitor and I find an article that I want to grab. Uh, I'm a communications hobbyist, so it'd be a radio-related article. So I've read the article and I don't want to arrow all the way back set my place marker, and then arrow to the bottom where my cursor is in the right spot to grab that whole article. Well, guess what? You can set your marker, your place marker, okay, um, with control windows K. Put it right where you are at the end of the article, at the end of the block of text, no problem. And then just arrow up, use your rocker bar. Uh, you know, you can you can use your nav rocker, which I do, which I have set to navigate by paragraphs. That's a whole other subject. I have to do one on the use of nav rockers and stuff sometime, Liz. Um, so then you can navigate back to the top of the article, the beginning of the article, leaving your place marker behind at the end of the article. And you can still select between mark and place. Uh, JAWS doesn't care. It doesn't care if the place marker is at the beginning of the block of text or the end of block of text, all it's going to do mindlessly and slavishly when you say select between the cursor and the place marker, it'll do it. So if you've read something and you want to select it, you don't have to go back to the beginning and drop the marker, drop the marker right there, move your cursor back to the beginning of your block of text, select between the two and then do your copy or your cut command and off you go. So it's pretty straightforward. Okay. That works out pretty well. Okay, let's take a moment here. Um, We're going to move on. Unless I've missed something, we'll move on to uh, Braille study mode and then some questions. Okay, reality check me, Miss Liz. Did I miss anything?
No, you're ready to move. <laughs> okay. Thank you, God. <laughs> Normally, I don't do this, but as I said, I left my note taker in the other room and uh, was busy fiddling around with uh, the microphone settings and things with Zoom. So I'm having to do this off the top of my uh, my pointy head uh, instead of from notes. Read window title insert T. So let's go up to blank. There were many people standing around. My favorite contracted braille example um, example sentence. My very, very favorite contracted Braille example favorite sentence. There were many people standing around. Braille study mode is a really useful tool. Um, it can be an adjunct to uh, somebody learning Braille, uh, whether it's a VI teacher teaching somebody Braille or somebody who is learning Braille by themselves. If you've got access to a refreshable Braille display and you're reading text and you're working on your Braille lessons and you decide, I'm going to just go read some stuff, the internet, a document, maybe you downloaded a, a newspaper or magazine from uh, from NFB Newsline or from uh, NFB Newsline via Bookshare.org. I believe they still offer the periodicals there. Uh, you can download it as a Braille file um, or as a DAISY file. And if you've got JAWS set to display Braille in contracted Braille, contracted Braille output, or even more so if you've got it set for contracted Braille input and output, so you can enter text in contracted Braille like I did, you may be reading along, you're new to Braille, and you run across something you, you just don't remember what it is. Um, or you're a VI teacher and you've set up in Word, because JAWS will show things in contracted Braille, you create a document that is meant to exercise your student's memory of some word signs they're working on. So I'm the student, and I hit a word sign that is, oh, for example, um, a low G, low G, low G. I can make JAWS tell me what that word sign is. All I have to do, okay, is to take and I'll move the cursor over there. I don't have to per se. But if I press the left nav mode button and the cursor router right above the sign I want, low G, it tells me low G. Now, that's not really very useful. Let me move to the word standing, okay? ST sign, A and D sign, I and G sign. So maybe I forgot what dots one, two, three, four, six are. And sign. Okay. So again, I press, the, I press and hold the left nav mode button and tap the cursor router over the, the symbol sign that I want to know, and, and JAWS will announce it. So I want to know what this word is. Let's say I do the first of these three contraction signs. ST sign. And the next one. And sign. And it's and sign, by the way. ING sign. So ST sign, and sign, ING sign. I can figure out that's standing. That's pretty straightforward. However, back to my other word here. Low G. Low G tells me nothing about what that word is. You know, the only connection you can make with low G is the term low G, meaning, meaning I'm not feeling very energetic, right? I'm feeling low G. Or maybe it's low G. Somebody can correct me, can correct me later, but I believe it's low G. <laughs> um, so. Low G. It doesn't tell me much. I know it's a low G, but what is that one cell word sign? Well, you can make JAWS rush, rush to the rescue. Instead of pressing the left nav mode button and the cursor router over the sign I want to identify, I can press either of the selector buttons, which are the concave buttons on the front of the Braille display. They're in toward the center. Each one is concave. It's, its top surface is, let us say, dished in, right? For for me, my hands are quite comfortable. 
I'll press the, the left selector button. I could use the right selector button. It doesn't matter. And I'll press the cursor router over this low G and say, Jaws, what is this? Work. W-E-R-E space. Were. So Jaws spells it for me. Thank you very much. So right selector or left selector plus the cursor router above the, um, the sign in question. The word in question forces Jaws to spell it. Let's take another example. Dots four, five, six. Okay, I did that by pressing left nav mode button and the uh, cursor router over the symbol. And then let's do the next one to it. M. 456M. 456M. 456M doesn't tell me what it is. Okay, if I've forgotten the two-syllable word sign, I'm sort of sunk. Unless I press the selector button and the cursor router. Context menu. System menu. Escape. Leave it. Finger it. Sorry. Context. (laughs) It is my fault. Escape. That's what, I, that's what I get for saying, oh, my hands are really comfortable doing this. It doesn't matter which one I use. So we'll press the right selector button. In this instance, it still doesn't matter. I'm just fumbling it with the left one. Many. M-A-N-Y space. Okay. That means don't be cute and try and do your thumb and your finger on one hand to press both buttons. It's a bad idea. M-A-N-Y many. Many. M-A-N-Y space. So Jaws speaks the word and then spells it for me. Now, those of you who are fluent Braille readers, this is not going to have a big effect on your life. I'll tell you where it did help me, because I've been reading Braille for many, many decades now. <laughs> when I was converting from um, the, the contracted English Braille that I've been reading since, I don't know, the 1970s or something, to UEB, I used it to figure out what a, a, a contraction was, a, cell, a symbol was that I didn't know. Like percent looks different, degrees looks different, um, other things look different, um, curly brackets and different kinds of you know things. So all of a sudden, as a fluent Braille reader, I was using Braille study mode sometimes because I'd be reading along. Um, I'll have downloaded a magazine from somewhere, um, whether it was the Spectrum Monitor or something else, or I'd be reading a book uh, or documentation, and I'd run into a symbol that I I just didn't know or on the internet. And I could all of a sudden use Braille study mode to say, what is that? And it would be you know, degrees you know, or percent or whatever. Um, and they, they look different in the UEB code than they did in our, our contracted English Braille that Banna had accepted all these you know, decades. So there really was a use for me and maybe for you if you're going to make that transition or in the process of transitioning from the grade two Braille we all know to UEB, which we're all knowing now. So that is an instance where somebody who's a fluent Braille reader might be able to to put that into practice. So let's open it up for questions if you all are are willing and see what we've got. Make sure everybody's still with us and still awake. Yes, we have two hands raised. And I want to, by accident, I think I said option A and it's option Y and and it's Alt-Y for the computer. So I think I did A by accident. We have two hands raised. Okay, so Let's it's say alt, the first. Alt-Y to raise your hand, right? On the regular computer. On the PC. There we go. Yes. Okay, Miss Penny. It's Miss Viola. You may speak. You may unmute and speak. Hi, Ron. Hey, Viola. How you doing? Um, I have a question about this because... Um, I um, go into Word with my focus on my computer, right? 
and I want to uh, edit it. My husband gives me the minutes for our chapter that he writes, and I have to uh, do the uh, editing and proofreading. You get to clean them Some, up and make them pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the problem is sometimes when you open the document and I'm at the mm-hmm. top of the document and I can just, cause I want to do it with my display. I don't want to touch my keyboard because I'm looking at, you know, he puts in two spaces still instead of one mm-hmm. now, you know, all that. Yes. So, but sometimes if, if I use my keys and I go down the line with, you know, I'm using my um, scroll panning, buttons. You're panning for my panning yeah. buttons, and it'll it won't let you go down. You'll get a sound, and it won't let you go down through the document. And then other times it will. What's the difference, and why does it do that? And you know, when you're in Word, if I then I have to use the keyboard to down arrow. Um, hmm. It's I don't know why it does it. Um, is there something that I'm not? haven't set up in jaws to make it to allow it to do that that's so, you know microsoft word a little bit microsoft word should start usually typically at the top of the document and you should be able to scroll down through once it's open and all set up um i have not encountered this and i'll ask liz if you've got if you've run into this any fixes you might have found but normally if i open up a word document it reads it does a it lets me pan through um, I have good. Uh, actually, I have seen that happen a few times in documents. Okay. I don't know if it has to do with any any type of formatting in the document, but what I have done, and this has worked for me, I don't know if this will work for you, Viola, but when that happens, um, I will either, you know, use your your uh, rocker bar to go down, just or not rocker, you know, to, to go down the line. Rocker? Mm-hmm. Okay, Navrocker, sorry. Okay. I don't know why I just called it that. Um, I'll use the Navrocker yeah. to uh, go down. Or sometimes if that doesn't work, I'll Alt-Tab away from it and then Alt-Tab back to it. And that usually uh, fixes the problem for me. Now, as far as what's causing it, I've only seen it happen a couple of times, so I'm not sure. But yeah, try your Navrocker when that happens. The other one you might try, um, instead of reaching to your query, those, those are good, Liz, and I appreciate that because your nav rocker down or uh, rocker bar down to move by line would, would move you. And it might be a matter of JAWS just making sure that the Braille cursor follows the active cursor. Yeah. Um, the other thing to do would be press um, just dot six chord, which is the same as doing a right arrow command just to move your right one character that may get everybody else synced up as well. Have you tried that? I have not. Yeah. I will. The yeah, other, other thing. Yep. The other, other thing is to tap the cursor router above where you want to start. Even if you're at the top of the document and, you know, just tap it above the first character. Um, as I said, there, there are occasional issues with the, with the Braille cursor and the active cursor just playing nice together. I, I see it when I'm trying to delete blocks of text, as I mentioned earlier. That's why I press backspace instead of just the delete command because I know it's going to do what I want it to do and delete selected stuff. But, you know, it, it can come into play in, in other incidents. In other, uh, in other ways. The other thing to do is if you haven't done this, Viola, go into JAWS Setting Center. Make sure you press uh, Control-Shift-D so you invoke the global, uh, the default right. uh, configuration mm-hmm. dialog. Tab once to the tree view, press B to go to Braille, which is the Braille branch, and then right arrow, right arrow, right arrow, right arrow, till the Braille branch and sub-branches are open. 
and and work your way down and you will see a checkbox that says active follows braille right okay and just for everybody that what what jaws does by default is it lets the braille cursor roam around freely without bothering the active cursor so if you press instead of the left rocker bar the right rocker bar or if you use the panning buttons and you pan around or you set your nav uh, rockers to move by display panning um the braille cursor will, braille cursor will very happily roam around the document but leave your active cursor wherever it was you last had it and the the thinking is well you know let's let's say you're who knows filling out a form or doing something and you want to look back at what you've done or look ahead but you don't want to move the active cursor because you're parked at a, a place you want to be if you use the right rocker bar or the nav rocker set to panning or the panning buttons you can roam around and check out the document your active cursor stays right where you want it to be, and then you can resume entering text or moving your, your regular active cursor with your and arrow And when keys you're around. ready to move it, you just hit the, um, the yeah, your, uh, your arrow keys or whatever. Or, you know, the keys above the, the letter, if you find something you want to edit. You, oh, the, the, then, the cursor routers, right. Yeah, I couldn't and, think of the term. Yeah, that, <laughs> yep, the know, cursor router will drag your active cursor in there. Or if you want to go back to the active cursor, you can use an arrow key or whatever, and it'll grab your Braille cursor and, and run it back up to the active cursor. The downside to that is um, you can do things like run into the bottom of the screen as you're reading with the Braille cursor and you can't go any further. Um, you can be in a place where you don't hit the bottom of the screen, like in a book, like a bookshare book that's in, um, I used to do it with it in, in BRF format and Braille format. And I know you're saying that's annoying. You have to use notepad. Well, that, that will change when LEdit is released, but that's another topic, right? Um, but if you read and read and read, even in a in a Word document or something, if you read far enough and you can you can do it where it's um, you're not going to hit the bottom of the screen. If you inadvertently hit the arrow key or something, all of a sudden you're dragged back up to where you were before, and you don't really want to be because you've forgotten, or at least I would have forgotten the active cursor is not following me. If you check that checkbox, active follows Braille the active cursor will go where the Braille cursor goes. You can't leave it behind. Um, but that means you won't hit the bottom of the screen and encounter some of the, the funny things that happen as, as JAWS flows the screen and the context, uh, the content of the screen. Great. That may Thank not make you. a difference for you. You're welcome. And that's a great presentation. I think it's uh, good to go back to the basics. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate that. Who's up next? Beth, you may unmute. All right. Hi, guys. Um, hey you had said, hey, you had said that in Windows, when you, things are added to the left of the cursor, mm-hmm. how, does that, the left. how does that differ when you're using iOS? Um, wow. Okay. I haven't played with this as much. So and I, I don't have audio jacked in for my phone. So you guys have to just bear with me. Um, let me, I think there is a difference because it's I'm, driving me crazy and I don't, I'm, go, I'm going to iOS right now. My, my focus is paired with my Braille dis- with my, uh, with my iPhone as well. So it was a matter of just pressing menus key one to flip to my, uh, to my phone. I'm going to open up a message as if I'm composing one here. Bear with me. And I will answer that question as quickly as I can. Here we go. Message text. Okay. Is 
So if I do this and I'm going to move the cursor back, move by characters, let's move back one. I just, I just very cleverly wrote A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> I'm going to do an L. Okay. So what I am seeing, it is interesting. I put the cursor on the D. And with iOS, the insertion point is literally at the cursor location. So I did A, B, C, D, E, put the cursor on the D, and then entered the letter L. And what I end up with is A, B, C, L, D, E. So it appears in my two-second test of this question that in the insertion point in, a, in an edit field, a text field in iOS on my iPhone, um, is actually at the location of the cursor, not immediately to the left of the cursor. Let me tell everybody, um, you know, my my disclaimer is I've tested this for four seconds now. So mess with it. Be sure I'm right. You know. But what would you do? I, okay, I can't so wrap we'll, my mind around how would you delete stuff? Okay, you'd still select text, and then you would you would use the. Um, but if you just wanted to delete one thing, would you go past the L or would you get what, what, how would you? I backspaced over it. <laughs> so you could put your cursor to the right of whatever it is you want to get rid of and then backspace. Um, okay. I don't do a lot of text editing in iOS. Um, I just, I just don't. I, I do everything in, in office pretty much. Um, teaching myself Chromebook, but that doesn't quite count yet. Um, so, you know. Um, okay, well, that, that gives me a, because as I say, can, it, it, it seems different. It is. It, well, it is. It turns out you're right. It is. So what I, what I would suggest, at least for the moment, if you're going to just correct one letter, is tap a cursor right, tap a cursor router key immediately to the right of the letter that you want to get rid of and press backspace. And um, actually, uh, believe it or not, that's what I do now in Windows. If I, if I write A, B, C, D, L, I'll go you know, to the, to the just end to the of right. the, of the mm-hmm. thing and just backspace that that's what I'm doing now. I think you that's sure why can. I got so confused. You sure can. And and so if I could chime in here just a second. Yeah. yeah. With iOS, you know, it is different and you can do that. You can place your, you know, router, push the router button to the right on, on the character to the right. Um, one thing you can do as you're navigating, if you, if you are using the speech as well, you'll hear it say, for example, with the a, a, B, C, D, L, You'll hear it say L, and if you go past that and you come back to L, that's where you'd want to hit your backspace. When you when you hear it say L, if you hit your backspace, then it will delete that L. But it, it gets a little bit tricky when you're using iOS because it is different. And I'm not sure if you can change those settings as far as where the cursor placement is. I know you can on a Mac, but I'm not sure if you can with iOS. I've never seen a way, but that doesn't mean there isn't one. Would, yeah, I haven't either. It would either, kind of but... be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we should suggest that. So yeah, yeah. Continuity. Yep. The okay, other thing is, I, I I haven't played with selecting words or paragraphs or lines, and so I, I can't. Speak I haven't anymore. done it with the Braille display enough. Yeah, right. yeah. I need to. I will. I will do that. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Anybody else? No, that's all the hands raised, and we have like five minutes. We got about five minutes left. Liz, anything anything you wish to add? Profound words. Um, yeah, you well, if you want to know more about uh, the Braille, our Braille products, you can go to our training page at freedomscientific.com forward slash training. 
and there's a heading there. If you just press the letter H, you'll get to our Braille hardware heading. And if you go to the Braille hardware page, we have resources for the focus line of displays. We have focus. I mean, we have resources for the L Braille. So you just choose the product category that you want. And from there, you'll find user guides, keyboard commands, uh, Q&As, you know, or, well, frequently asked questions, not Q&As, frequently mm-hmm. asked questions, things like that. And so, yeah, go to freedomscientific.com forward slash training and check that out. And if you have any questions, send them to training at thesparrow.com. And, you know, if we don't know the answer, I'll send Ron an email. How do I do that? <laughs> we'll figure it out together. <laughs> I would also add that there is a lot, a plethora, a whole heap of uh, archived webinars that training has done on all kinds of really good subjects, including Braille and including using Office 365 and using um, Google Docs. And we've got sheets and... Um, mm-hmm. I just lost it. Uh, doc sheets and slides in there, right? Uh, did we cover all three? Slides uh, was covered in an APH a webinar I did with That's American Printing right. House. I knew you yeah. did something. So APH did slides. Yeah. We've got sheets and docs. Plus, there's all of the Office 365 suite. So Word and PowerPoint especially. And then Outlook, the big three. There is, and, and stuff I haven't even mentioned. There are so many webinars. And some webinars if, with you that we did with you. A few with me when you let yeah. me actually appear. It's always a scary moment. And if you're well. a VI teacher, <laughs> VI teachers, there is a whole um, bunch of training stuff specifically intended for you to help you get around the focus, right, Liz? And is yeah. there some other VI teacher-related stuff? There is. There's a whole teacher's page. There's some modules on learning JAWS. We have our new math page. We're really excited about that. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's just yeah. a lot of stuff there. Check it out. Great stuff on that for teachers, trainers. Go there. Look at what's on our training, um, the Vispero training webpage. Great staff doing great stuff. Um, if you need to get hold of me, my email is very easy. It's rmiller. R-M-I-L-L-E-R at Vispero. That's V-I-S-P-E-R-O, Vispero.com. Rmiller at Vispero.com. So that wraps it up for me. Um, Ms. Penny, if you want to do any last-minute stuff, because we're at 59 after. Hey, you're still sharing your screen, so. Oh, I can make that go away if you want. <laughs> I don't care. Nothing I really just thought exciting. I'd let you know, there's nothing <laughs> exciting on it. Um, I'll guess. Okay. There's nothing. Larry may have something to say, but I don't. There's nothing for me. I have nothing, but it's time. Yep. It is, it's it time for them to sign out. And there were not many people standing around. Nope. nope. That's true. So we'll see you next week.